Welcome to Had to Be There, the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within, your host and favorite travel planner, Kelly Acevedo. Welcome back to the Had to Be There podcast, where we dive deep into the moments and places that shape our lives. I'm your host, Kelly, and this is episode 78. This week, we're going to be chatting with my new friend, Yannick, who is not one to shy away from an adventure. But before we jump into this week's episode, have you left me a review yet? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just scoot on over to our main page and hit that five star to leave a rating. If you're feeling generous, a glowing written review is equally appreciated. And if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to leave a link in the episode show notes for you to leave a Google review. Remember, you can always stay connected and be a part of this wanderluster community that I'm trying to foster by following along on social media. To that end, quick question. Would you guys be open to a had to be there discussion group? You'd be able to connect with our guests, share some of your own memorable travel experiences, hear some more of theirs, get hyped up for an upcoming trip or hype someone else up for their upcoming trip. All things travel are fair game. Let me know if that's something you'd be into. Drop me a DM on any of the socials at had to be there 203 or shoot me an email at podcast at had to be there.net. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk travel. Hey, speaking of, this is going to sound like a stretch, but stay with me here. Have you guys seen the new Netflix miniseries, Who is Aaron Carter? I binged it over the weekend and really enjoyed it. For me, one of the stars of the show was the setting. The show is set in Barcelona, Spain. So I was, of course, reminded of episode 69 guest Sean Anderson and all of the wonderful things he had to say about this city. It was so fascinating to see it through the fictional eyes of people living there rather than those of a tourist. None of my friends have watched it yet. So if you have, please hit me up so we can dish about it. I love hearing from you guys. I just got a postcard last week from our good friends, Austin and Monica. They spent the whole summer living just outside of Yellowstone. They sent me a beautiful postcard that I thought was a painting, but the back credit says photo by Jason Ogle. So that's a real picture. Um, I'm going to start featuring the postcards that I've been getting on my Instagram stories so I can create a highlight reel of them so you guys can see some of these places and, you know, hear what these guys are all up to. Okay, okay, okay. Enough about me. I know. Let's round up the big travel news you may have missed last week so we can get on with our conversation with Yannick. Welcome back to the Weekly Roundup, your express pass to the latest travel news and promos from Disney and beyond. As always, I'm coming at you as your host and friendly neighborhood travel agent. So let's dive into last week's highlight and get everyone up to speed. If, like me, 
you've been dying for this unveiling of the Disney treasure from Disney Cruise Line, we're going to have to wait a little longer. Disney just announced that the unveiling that was supposed to take place today, August 30th, is going to be pushed out until September 5th at 11 a.m. due to Tropical Storm Idalia. So we're going to be patient. <laughs> we're going to get through this together, guys. And on September 5th at 11 a.m., tune in to watch on Facebook. You can follow my social medias and I'll be sharing links and updates as they come in. But if you had made plans to watch live today, uh, I don't know, take the day off, go for a walk, go pet a dog. <laughs> And we'll see you on September 5th. Time is running out to claim your free money. Academy Travel has extended their incredibly generous promotion. Book your Universal Parks and Resort package for 2023 through me and enjoy a $50 Universal gift card. Quick deets on this one. New bookings only. You need to book it by September 4th and travel by December 30th of this year. But this is a great offer to spend this free $50 on anything you'd like. <laughs> Speaking of Universal, you can score a whopping 30% off a three-park, five-night hotel and ticket package at Universal's Cabana Bay Beach Resort. Get into the fun faster at all three theme parks while staying right in the heart of it all. And Universal's Cabana Bay Beach Resort is by far one of my favorite for theming. It's like this old school 60s, 50s kind of vibe. It's very, very cool. And finally, picture this. Kids and teens stay free at Palace Resorts. From now until December 20th, 2023, take your family vacation to the next level. Discover a paradise where everything your family desires is included, making it not just a vacation, but an experience. And that's not all. When you book your Palace Resorts Escape through me, you'll automatically be upgraded to the gold standard. This package comes with a host of privileges and perks, including early check-in, late check-out, personalized in-room welcome, VIP seatings at shows, exclusive tasting experiences, and so much more. Plus, if you book four nights or more by September 30th, you're going to get 45% off a $500 resort credit and two free rounds at Riviera Cancun Golf Course. So get ready to create unforgettable family memories at Palace Resorts, which includes Beach Palace, Cozumel Palace, Playa Car Palace, Moon Palace the Grand Cancun, Moon Palace Cancun, Moon Palace Jamaica, and Sun Palace. They've truly got something for everyone. And there you have it, your weekly roundup fix. For more information, be sure to connect with at vacationsby underscore Kelly on Instagram or swing by hadtobethere.net slash vacations to start planning your next trip. I'll be back next and every week with more travel news and promos from Disney and beyond right here on the Weekly Roundup. In the heart of wild freedom, the engine's roar becomes your anthem. 
the open road stretches before you, a canvas of excitement and anticipation. But fate, oh fate, she laughs in the face of your plans. Miles and miles from the hustle and bustle of the strip, the sun dances upon the horizon as a treacherous secret unfurls. An unexpected snowstorm ambushes your path, swirling and howling, a frosty tempest that defies reason. You endure the biting wind and the cold that threatens to stall your spirit. Just as the storm's grip tightens, you realize the odds. As you leave the snow-laden realm behind, the world hushes. In a quiet moment of introspection, you understand some journeys are just postponed, not defeated. This is Nevada. Hi, Yannick. Hello. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Welcome to the Had to Be There podcast. Thank you for having me. It's such a such exciting, you know, part, you know, to be part part of this um, of the podcast today. Oh, thank you. So, before we jump into our conversation, can you introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little about your background? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, as you can hear from my accent, I'm obviously not. Uh, I didn't grow up in the U.S. I'm originally from from Poland, uh, from Warsaw. Uh, but I've lived here in the U.S. for a little bit over 30 years, so it's been a while, but I came when I was um, a little bit over 20 years old, so that's why I couldn't, couldn't uh, lose my accent. Um, <laughs> I learned English when I came here. Uh, we are we used to live in Chicago, so me, me, me and my wife and now three kids, and we moved to California about six and a half years ago. Uh, and we are professional photographers. So, you know, we basically, uh, make people photogenic. That's, that's our main job. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's a tall ask for some people. So I I give you credit. (laughs) (laughs) So Yannick, tell me a little bit about your relationship to travel, because I feel like coming here from another country, um, you, you were exposed to travel at a young age. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Did you guys go on trips when you were growing up? Um, or was your first trip when you came here? What, mm. What's your story? <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's, um, I actually had this conversation with my, uh, with my friends lately, but you know, because they were um, talking about how um, they like to travel with their kids or, you know, they remember traveling with their parents. Um, I had a bit different experience and I never, uh, traveled or went on vacation with my parents. Um, and this is nothing to do with my, I have the most amazing parents in the world. Um, and I think, um, they want us to be more independent. Uh, so from the very young age, we were going to camps from different organizations. Uh, you know, so we're always like on our own during vacation and kind of, they gave them, it gave them a break from us as well. Uh, (laughs) And to be honest, I, I didn't want my parents to go on vacation with me. So this was kind of my freedom. If I had a crush on a girl, I didn't have to worry that my parents are around me. Yeah. So, so, you know, so, so that's why, you know, I, I traveled, you know, like from the early, I mean, from pretty young age, I would say the first camp that I remember, I mean, 
I don't know, maybe I was six or seven when I went on my first camps and uh, camps that we like, we actually were uh, camping in a tent, you know, in a, with a group of, of kids. So, um, and of course adults as well, but um, you know, uh, so that was, you know, local. I think my first trip to Paris uh, was, I think I was seven or eight uh, when I went to Paris for the first time. Um, and you know, I would travel around Europe. Um, yeah. I would say to most of the countries around Europe before I even came to us. Um, wow. but I've been to Asia, I've been to South America, traveled, I would say, I don't know, maybe 70% of States in the U S. So, um, always love traveling and always trying to exploring different things. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so just to rewind for a second, you mentioned that you moved from Chicago to California. Mm-hmm. Now, I imagine that moving from Poland to America was a culture shock. How was it moving from Chicago to the West Coast? Um, you know, we totally love it because, you know, I quit my corporate jobs uh, before coming here. And, you know, we basically, you know, when we were photographing a wedding back in Chicago, I think it was like a New Year's Eve wedding. And uh, I remember it was like four degrees outside, uh, and we on the way back, we are you know, driving back home, and me and my wife Sasha, we're looking at each other. It's like, why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we torturing <laughs> ourselves? You know, uh, you know, in four degrees. So, and she and she turned to me, it's like, you know what? I was thinking exactly the same. Um, so we just decided, you know what? Let's plan. You know, in twelve months that we're gonna move to California because she first, you know, we like ask each other like, what what location did you have in mind? And she's like, well, California maybe. I was like, yep. So you know, <laughs> the same for me. So we decided first on San Diego. We you know um, we saved money for like a year uh, to basically have a clean start. Um, so we saved some money and then just moved to California. We, you know, we became full-time photographers when we came to first San Diego, then we moved to, um, to Orange County and that's where we are right now. That's amazing. Good for you. (laughs) I love it. The nature is awesome. You know, uh, I wouldn't move back now. Yeah. (laughs) Don't blame me. (laughs) All right. So tell me first where you are taking us today. So, um, that's, you know, so it's going to be a motorcycle trip. Um, and, um, sometimes, you know, like the things that I do, um, um, you know, caused or kind of driven by some kind of documentary that I, that I, you know, that I watched. Um, so many years ago, I, you know, I watched this documentary, like a Buena Vista social club. I don't know if you've seen it. It's about sure. about Cuban, Cuban jazz. Yeah. Um, so you know what? I watched that documentary. It's like I need to go to Cuba and uh, listen to some Cuban jazz and smoke cigars and drink mojitos. Yeah. And, you know, so I went. <laughs> I went to Cuba just because I I saw Buena Vista Social Club. And then, um, uh, and then I with my wife Sasha, we watched this documentary. Uh, it's called The Long Way Across, and then the Long Way. Uh, he said across and, you know, like, um, West to West, you know, it was like a documentary with this, uh, gosh, I don't remember this, this actor right now, but basically it was documentary him doc, you know, it's a film with him about making a motorcycle trip, uh, across the world from like East to West and then from, uh, North to South. Wow. Uh, so those are two different, two series. Right. And then, you know, yeah. he, he did it on the motorcycle and we were watching it and, you know, me and my wife, I was like, you know what? Let's buy adventure motorcycles 
and let's start and let's start riding motorcycles and you know see where we go you know so 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 we bought those motorcycles uh bmw motorcycles then we sign up for bmw off-road like motorcycle off-road school uh i was gonna ask like have you ever ridden before I had a permit, but then, you know, I, I, you know, but I didn't ride too much. Uh, so I, I had a, like a Harley, um, a motorcycle. So I sold that one. We bought first for my wife, uh, like an old Honda. So she, I pushed her to get her license. So she, uh, she, she learned how to ride a motorcycle. And then we bought two, those two bikes. And, uh, you know, we went to South Carolina first to the, uh, BMW, um, uh, school to learn how to ride motorcycles off road. Because wow. we never, we've never ridden motorcycles off road, so so that was that. Then we did a trip um, around. Uh, we we rode from Chicago to Montana. That was one trip on motorcycles, and then we did a trip um, around Lake Superior. So that's you know, so that's like the long trips that we did. Yeah, that we did. So this is kind of like a background of my motorcycle trips you know we i don't commute on motorcycle i don't drive locally uh, because right. i think it's too dangerous but you know when there are no people and no other cars that's when we ride, like to ride motorcycles i love it yeah so then uh like about five years ago because my my daughter is five years old and um my wife was pregnant so obviously she couldn't ride a motorcycle and <laughs> my daughter was due to be born in january uh next year and in december you know, my my wife Sasha pushed me. Down. You know what? Maybe you should go on like a a motorcycle trip just before the baby is born, uh, because we don't so know. She how, was like, "I'm eight months pregnant, but you know what? <laughs> yeah. You go." Yeah, I have the best wife. You know what can I say? <laughs> oh. You don't know when will be the next time you you know you can go on a long trip like that. That's um, true. So why don't you go now before you know the baby is born? So I'm like, okay, we're in California, of course. You know, this is you know good stuff. So. I always wanted to go uh, to Bonneville, uh, the Salt Flats in Utah. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ride from San Diego to, to Utah on a motorcycle um, without taking any highways, trying to take local roads or like, you know, even unpaved roads, right? Yeah. And, you know, this was our first year uh, in California. So little did I know... Because I thought that in California, it's always sunny. You know, we don't have winters. You're always in a drought out there. <laughs> yeah, so me completely naive. You know what? I'm just, you know, I, I think it's going to be all 60s in the 70s. So I'm just going to go to Utah to the, the Bonneville Salt Flats. Uh, and, you know, I started to ride it. And, you know, I went to California, to the desert. Everything was perfect. You know, my roads, you know, uh, I mean, besides like maybe dropping the bikes here and there, you know, in the deep sand, uh, but no major adventure. And then um, as I was in Nevada and I thought Nevada is obviously the desert, right? So it's always hot there as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I was riding through Nevada, you know, like really middle of nowhere, um, you know, I'm going north. And, you know, it was windy. I started to see this, like the sand being picked up by the wind. So, you know, kind of see like the, the kind of dust around because, you know, it was pretty windy. Um, but, you know, I said, like, okay, you know, I knew there's some, you know, I'm okay. You know, as long as the, the wind is not like maybe 50 miles per hour, I'm, I'm all good. Um, so I keep riding, enjoying, you know, it's pretty sunny. And then suddenly, like, you know, on the way back, I started to see those cars um, covered in this kind of white stuff. 
<laughs> and I'm like, wow, there must be, I'm, it's Nevada, but maybe they have some salt stuff in, um, in Nevada as well. Right. So, so I did, you know, you know, did a little, you know, I mean, little did I know is so I'm like, you know, salt, okay. You know, it's windy, maybe, you know, like the wind picks up the salt from something, you know, some flat around here and those cars are getting, you know, you know, white stuff on them. So I keep riding, keep riding. And then it's like getting, you know, a little bit colder and colder and colder. And those cars start to be like covered more and more in the white stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, like I suddenly, I was like, oh my goodness, this is not salt. This is actually snow. Oh my God. <laughs> the Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. Visit hadtobethere.net slash vacations to get started. But I'm like, uh, I cannot go back because I remember I only had like a gas left for maybe 40 or 50 miles. And the last gas station that I passed was like 80 or 90 miles behind me. So I could go only forward to the next, next gas station. I couldn't go back. Right. Um, you know, so I'm like, well, I have no, I have no, you know, n- nowhere to go, but I need to go forward. And I know the next village had a gas station. So I had to go there and then I keep riding, keep riding. And, you know, it's getting colder and colder. And to the point that I ended up in the total middle of snowstorm that I could barely see my front tire. <gasps> oh you know, my it gosh. Was so bad. It was so bad. And, you know, I, and I had like summer uh, road tires. So, you know, absolutely no traction on the, right. on the road. <laughs> so, so, you know, like I tried to ride, you know, like the, the groove that is on the side of the, of the, of the road. Mm-hmm. So I tried to ride on that to get a little bit more grip. Yeah. Uh, but it was so cold. I mean, and I, I really couldn't see anything. So luckily I, you know, I, I stand, I, you know, I stop at the middle of the, uh, I mean, on the side of the road. And I'm like, this is not, you know, I first I, I thought I'm, I'm just going to put some extra clothes, you know, because it was so cold. Um, but then the truck, you know, like few, a few cars stop and it's like, you know, asking me if I need help and, oh. and it's getting like worse and worse. So, you know what? I'm like, I, I think I do. I don't think I can ride this bike. I said, oh, I'm, no. just gonna, I'm just going to leave my bike here on the side of the road. And I just lay down the, the bike, not on the kickstand, but actually on the side. Because if I, I was afraid that if I leave it on the kickstand, the, the wind will pick it up and just and throw it to the oh, side. Oh, yeah. So I just leave it on the side. And they uh, they gave me a ride back home. I mean, re- a ride to the, um, uh, to the next town. And the next town, it was really small. I don't think even the next town even had a gas station. All they had is, a, <laughs> I think, a police station and a bar. That's all they had. That's all you need, really. So, you know, I was, um, I was, you know, I was hoping that maybe, you know, I could, you know, I could uh, spend a night or maybe can, you know, maybe somebody can give me extra gas and I can have to go back. But it was, I mean, it was so bad. I mean, I don't know, like how much sense, I mean, how much snow, you know, fell that, that, but it was a lot. And then, you know, when I was at the police station, the police guy, 
He's like, are you the guy that dropped the bike, you know, back there? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's he. He's like, you are not going anywhere. You know, I'm like, you, <laughs> you're like staying here. I'm like, yeah, but there's no hotel here. And he's like, or motel, whatever. It's like, no, there's this bar and this bar has two beds, uh, you know, and on a, be in the back. So you can, so maybe you can, you can, maybe you can, you know, stay in the, in that bar. I'm like. I am not staying in the bar in some bed. <laughs> it's like, this is not something I, I mean, if your do. options are to spend the night in like lockup yeah. <laughs> or in a bar, I would yeah. go for the bar too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I, talk, I talked to the guy that dropped, you know, that dropped me to the, you know, to this town. He's like, you know what? Why don't you just give me a ride back to my bike? And I'm going to very slowly try to go, you know. So, <laughs> so he dropped me back to my bike. I, I kind of like, so very slowly started to ride it up. And then another police, you know, police uh, car came behind me on the signal. And basically he was uh, on the signal following me, you know, letting other cars know that there is a stupid motorcycle rider that cannot, <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that cannot ride even, a, you know, a motorcycle in the snow. So <laughs> I was literally going like five miles an hour. And I think we, I think it was like 15 miles that we have to ride oh my to, the, to the town. And when we got to the town, he also told me, you are not going anywhere. You're like, you're, you're staying in this town. So I'm like, shit, you know, what am I, I really don't want to go to that bar, you know? So, so, <laughs> so, so what I did, I figured like, and this town was really main road and maybe like two, three side roads, you know, with the, with some houses. And basically, you know, uh, I wanted to make sure that I go around those little streets so I can go back to the end of the town to the main road oh on the gosh. other side. So I took some local roads uh, and then I jump on the main road at the end of the side of the road. And strangely enough, the snowstorm was so local that where I dropped the bike was like maybe I don't know, a few inches of snow. But at the end of the town, there's no, there's no more snow. It was like the road was clear. So, <laughs> so, so I like, okay, I checked that there's no police, you know, that, you know, that they don't, they don't <laughs> not going to force me to stay in this town. Yeah. And I, I rode to the, I rode to the next, uh, to the next town where I knew there was a motel and there was, um, maybe another 40 miles, 30 or 40 miles. So I rode there. I stay overnight. I woke up in the morning and it's like, my bike is all in frost and I checked the temperature and it's like five, you know, no, maybe like 15 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and I checked the weather. I checked the weather and the forecast was snow everywhere to like Utah. So oh, I, called no. my, I called my wife. I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to make to Bonneville. <laughs> so like, I'm going back. <laughs> like this is as far as I'm going to go. So, you know, obviously in Nevada, it snows, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, because I, re- you know, I checked the map later on and I was actually uh, around like 4,000, uh, you know, feet above uh, sea level. So that was pretty high, but yeah. it was kind of, you know, it was kind of a gradual uh, growth. So there was not right. like suddenly climbing, you know, right. <laughs> so that was like, you know, pretty high above sea level, but, you know, so that's why I didn't realize that, that we are, you know, that I'm in such a high mountains already. And, you know, and I was never again, this, you know, like, you know, check the weather properly and California, Nevada gets a lot of snow. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, even <laughs> Southern, even, even Southern California definitely gets snow, you know? So, wow. so I rolled back and I'm like, I still have the point where I dropped the bike 
uh, favorited in my Google Maps. Oh my I God, always know where it was, you know. So, so it's like, that's okay, so this is funny. where it was. <laughs> so did you ever eventually make it to Utah? I never went. To, well, I've I've made it to Utah in the car, but okay. never to, I never made to the Salt Flats yet. So oh, it's, still, no. it's still on my bucket list, uh, Good. you know, because now we have three kids. So, you know, oops, <laughs> my, sorry, my ring is, um, you know, uh, so I have three kids now. So, you know, obviously there's some delay in making longer trips with my wife. Uh, so we made some shorter trips, but, you know, longer trips, you know, we cannot, you know, I, I cannot leave like a two-year-old, you know, uh, yeah. for a few weeks. So, yeah. So, so right now we still have the bikes. We don't ride them as much as we used to. Uh, but we still plan, you know, as soon you know, as soon as the kids go, maybe all of them are above five. So we, we plan another trip, you know. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> I like a man with a plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's a vague plan, but yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's so funny. <laughs> so, um, Yannick, are you ready to play Passport Picks? Yes, let's do it. Let's right. absolutely do it. So, first of all, do you have any kind of tally as to like how many places you visited, how many countries, how many states? Uh, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't keep track of it. You know, I at some point, like my parents actually put like a like a little tape on all the you know like of all the roles they they've taken in US. Uh, but I never, I was never that organized. I guess you know with you know. But I just like just go to places. And you know, one of the I think one of the questions you are, you're gonna ask me about is my favorite place and what I like to do. That will explain why I don't really keep track of everywhere that I went. All right. Well, let's start there. <laughs> Tell me your favorite destination and what's so special about it. Yeah. So, you know, so one of my, you know, as I mentioned, like my first trip abroad was to, uh, to France, to Paris. Um, and since then, I don't know how many times I've been there, but I would say between maybe 15 to 20 times. Wow. Um, and my favorite activity actually in Paris is to, and I've done it so many times, is drop drop the map and then go around the city, um, you know, randomly and just discover different streets, different parts of Paris. And mm -hmm. I can go like, you know, I've done it like maybe a week or two weeks in, in, in a row that I'll just go pick a random, you know, metro station. Uh, and just get off and just start walking different places. Oh, wow. Um, it's getting a little bit tougher now because Paris is not the same as it used to be. I think, you know, sure. it's a little bit, you know, there's more shady areas in Paris mm. compared to when I, you know, when I started, you know, because the first time I went to Paris was like, what, uh, over 40 years ago. Wow. Uh, so, you know, so Paris cha has changed since then. Of course. But I still love going to random places in, you know, uh, in Paris, I, one trip that we, uh, when, when, uh, we went with my wife, we actually, I did some research and I found all the cafes where famous writers were hanging out in Paris. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we went to basically all like, uh, old cafes in Paris 
um, where we knew like there were some you know like um, uh, Sartre, Sartre or Voltaire, you know, uh, you know, like uh, all the different poets and writers were hanging yeah. out. So, so you know, we kind of did the research. So. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah, love so the, it. Yeah. So, and, you know, so, so we went to cafes that, you know, like tourists usually don't go to because it's like, you know, they're like in the middle of nowhere. So. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, which destination has had the friendliest locals? Ooh, that's you know, definitely not French. Uh, you know, <laughs> even though, you know, I, I speak French, uh, so they're relatively nicer to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, as soon as I start speaking French, they're kind of like, okay with me, but I, I know that if you don't like my wife doesn't speak French, I'll right away give them attitude, you know, yeah. uh, not everybody, obviously, but you know, there's a lot of, a lot of it, you know, it, it happened. Um, let me, let me think for a second. I think Portugal, Portugal was very nice, but, and also, you know, uh, when we were in Brazil, uh, mm. And we actually went to a very non-touristy town because we photographed a wedding in Brazil, and we went to this town Belém, um, and nobody spoke any English. I mean, like, not even like the most basic words. Yeah. Uh, so we had to do like you know some Google Translate on the spot, but sure. the, the, once they knew what we you know what we were asking, they were super friendly and always very helpful. Uh, um, so that was that was you know so I think Portugal and Brazil were like some of the the friendliest places that uh, Colombia was really nice too um, you know very friendly people yeah so I think the South America in general is is, is really nice you know? yeah I agree I would agree <laughs> with that I work with a, a lot of uh, people from Brazil and they're just the kindest <laughs> yeah so i mean besides beside those people that want to rob you those well, sure. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah except for that yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, those countries are still pretty dangerous you know in the, if you are in the right the wrong spot so yes sure yeah um which destination do you think was the most photogenic um i think you know in portugal the southern coast algarve uh, mm. is absolutely incredible. Uh, it's, it's this kind of sandstone that was, it's, you know, like carved by water. Um, mm. and we were there in May, so it was empty. I know, I think in, uh, in the summer it gets pretty, you know, more crowded with a lot of people from England, but yeah. in May it was so secluded. I mean, there was, it was empty. I mean, there was nobody there. We had, you know, the whole, all beaches to ourselves. I mean, we maybe in three or four days, we saw one, maybe one person there or two people, you know, on the beach, you know? Wow. Um, and it's, it was so picturesque, uh, you know, with the clouds and the, and the cur, you know, the, the coast, absolutely incredible. Oh, so. that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that's still at the top of your travel bucket list? I know you still want to go to the salt flats. Yeah, yeah the salt flats. <laughs> you know, one of the main trips I wanted to make is to go on the motorcycle to Alaska. Um, that's, that's one of the, you know, the kind of top, you know, on top of my list. Yes. Oh, that's going to be incredible. Yeah, just to like logistically figure out how to do it. So Sure, sure. Yeah. You should get all your kids little like mini bikes and then yeah. you could all go like. <laughs> yeah, I'll just ride along with, you know, meet me in Alaska and I'll just yeah. go there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, so you mentioned that you are professional photographers. Mm-hmm. 
Tell me a little about the the things and the people you photograph. Cause I was on your website earlier and looking at all the dog pictures uh, and like, can't even handle how cute. They are. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, we, we, you know, we photograph, we started with like weddings and family, uh, you know, and, you know, we still photograph, you know, good number of families uh, and, you know, dogs is like occasional, but you know, we, it's all more like, you know, special dogs that we photograph. We're actually waiting for a new puppy right now. So um, the breeder that we're getting our puppy from, she's supposed to bring all the puppies to our studio when they're going to be seven weeks old. So we're going to be oh photographing them. Yeah. What's so that's, so that will be, that'll be fun, you know, to photograph them. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I, my, I would say 70 to 80% of our business are uh, headshots and like branding portraits. That's where we focus on the most. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so we photograph uh, from uh, real estate agents to top executives. Um, you know, uh, we photograph from small companies to, uh, I don't know, Walmart uh, or, you know, different tire companies, uh, you, know, law, you know, law firms. I mean, we, yeah. we basically make, you know, regardless of the industry, regardless of what they do, we just make them photogenic. And, uh, yeah, we, we just create portraits and, and headshots and that's, uh, I mean, you'll see in the back, you know, I'm in my studio right now. So that's, that's where I photograph. So that's, that's yeah. my studio. So, um, yeah, you know, so we are in Southern California and I mean, we may, you know, uh, at some point I did count those, you know, people that, you know, that I photograph. So we make over 6,000 people photogenic every year. Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah, so a lot of. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So we, we make a lot of people photogenics. <laughs> That's amazing. And I love that you, you mentioned quitting your corporate job and like, this is what you wanted to do and yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. Which is too stressful. You know, some people deal well with stress, uh, you know, like, a a job that requires a lot of stress and kind of, I just, I just burn, I was just burning from inside. Yeah. And yeah. I, just, I couldn't handle it. So, you know, uh, we decided, you know what, uh, and it was affecting our, you know, like my personal life. I couldn't like disassociate my, my thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. after, you know, I, I left the office, you know, I was still thinking about it. And this was like uh, the first couple of years that we were married. I was traveling Monday to Thursday. Uh, we were trying to have kids and, you know, that this was not the right way to do it. So yeah, we decided to quit, you know, live only once. Um, you know, uh, my parents, they're very concerned that I'm throwing away all the career, you know, years of a career that I am, you know, education oh, no. that I had <laughs> and I'm just going for photography. But you know what, uh, you know, you, you know, you live only once and you know, you have to make sure that you're happy with what you do every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Good for you guys. So happy for you. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it was one of the best decisions we made in our lives. Yeah. You know, Oh, amazing. Yannick, before I let you go, tell me where we can find you and follow along and uh, all that fun stuff. Yeah. So, you know, for our headshots and, um, and you know, prof professional portraits, our brand is called Vasio Faces. But Vasio is spelled W-A-S-I-O. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of like a Polish, Polish, you know, kind of nickname. Uh, so VasioFaces.com. Or if you want to Americanize it, is wasyourfaces.com. <laughs> <laughs> and then for all the type of photography, so uh, weddings, uh, dogs, uh, products, uh, you know, anything else, uh, then go to vasyophotography.com. <laughs> 
So WASIOphotography.com. That's where you're going to find all the other stuff that we photograph. Amazing. I will include links to all the things in the episode show notes so people can find you and connect. And I hope once you take your motorcycle trip to Alaska, you'll come back and tell me all about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this, you know, this, this is going to be a much, much, much longer trip. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, definitely want to make sure that, you know, I can talk, you know, I probably, you know, I'll have a lot of stories, hopefully not as bad as the, the Utah right. one, but yes. hopefully they're good stories. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Absolutely. Kelly. Such a, a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you so much. And then, yeah, I can't wait, you know, I can't wait to share this podcast with, you know, all my friends and then on your network. So. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at had to be there 203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.hadtobethere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own had-to-be-there memories.